Broadcasting from the historic Habern Building in downtown Louisville, it's time for Single Payer Radio, a project of Kentuckians for Single Payer Healthcare. We're an affiliate of the Kentucky chapter of Physicians for a National Health Program, and we're a long-standing community partner with Forward Radio WFMP 106.5. I'm Mark McKinley, a volunteer with the group, and the views and opinions expressed on our show are those of the speakers and not the station. I'd like to thank Kay Tillo, who will be organizing our interviews for the next few weeks. So here's Kay. This is Kay Tillo. I'm with Kentuckians for Single Payer Healthcare, and you're listening to Single Payer Radio. We're coming to you on Forward Radio. That's 106.5 FM. Or you can listen to it online at forwardradio.org. And I'm joined by two other activists within Kentuckians for Single Payer Healthcare. And I'd like to have them introduce themselves to you. This is Harriet Seiler. And I'm an activist because originally I was Canadian. I'm an American citizen now but I'm in favor of single payer, Medicare for all, because I know it works. And I'm glad to be here to uh, talk about healthcare issues, particularly the needs of seniors and others across our country who need care with no financial barriers. Handing it over to my good friend, my name is Charlie Casper. I'm also a member of the Healthcare Steering Committee, and I've been a member for approximately eight years. My background is affordable housing in the uh, inner city of Louisville, and I had an opportunity in that role to see where a number of my patients, or excuse me, my tenants were victims of poor health care uh, because many of working multiple jobs and still could not care and they weren't eligible for Medicaid. So I saw need firsthand and that made me gravitate toward the single payer Medicare for all program, which uh, I am an activist on as well. Thank you. So the three of us are going to try to lead some discussions that may be helpful to our listeners. Our uh, organization has been active since 2004. We are dedicated to finding the way forward with legislation that would cover all of our people for all medically necessary care. That's what we're fighting for. And we believe that we have to move the, remove the profits from our system and make it publicly financed and available to all. But the topic for today that we're going to begin with is Medicare Advantage. Medicare is a program that was passed in 1965 and covers our seniors who, when they turn 65 years of age, 
and uh, it is a little complex. So I'm going to turn it over to Harriet Seiler to talk with you about some of the issues within that program. Oh, well now, okay, it's not fair to put me in the weeds, but I think seniors understand that this is a complex thing. We are very excited, I mean, excited and pleased, and we look forward to turning 65 so that we know that we can have access to Medicare. But now in Kentucky and across the country, one has to be careful when one signs up because you want to be sure that you are not being ripped off and you want to be sure that when you need care, it'll be there for you. Now I'm going to say upfront that I do not have a Medicare Advantage plan. I'm opposed to them, that I have a standard, traditional, basic Medicare. And in order to get coverage, if I should be in the hospital, for example, for, for a month or whatever, I uh, don't want to have to pay 20% co-insurance. And so I have a supplemental plan. And I've been very satisfied with it, except that, of course, I have to pay for that uh, plan monthly. And other seniors I know cannot afford to pay for supplemental plans. But basic traditional Medicare, at least you can see the doctor of your choice. You can go anywhere in the country with it. So traditional Medicare, sometimes it's called fee for service. You see the doctor and the doctor bills Medicare for, um, for your, to pay the fee for your service. Um, and I've been satisfied with, well, not quite satisfied because I don't want to pay that extra monthly supplemental uh, plan. And all my friends and relatives in Canada have a basic traditional Medicare without paying monthly payments or premiums or anything like that. Now the Canadians would like to have dental and vision. And so would we, but they, they know they do not have to fear going to the doctor. The, the coverage is there for them. In Canada, a doctor just simply presents the bill to the government and the government pays it. And the government, of course, is the taxpayers. But the taxpayers know in Canada that they've got a good deal. They would not want to have our system. Now, um, I think uh, I've said enough about basic traditional Medicare. But all over the country now, about 40% or more of people on Medicare are on these Medicare Advantage plans. And don't get me started, because it pitches me into a rage when I see those ads. You know, tell me again, what are the names on those ads? Okay, just a minute. The baseball player, Joe Namath. Oh, Joe Namath, pardon? Football player. Joe oh, was he a football, football player? player? Oh, I'm thinking of my grandson who plays baseball. All right. 
the football player Joe Namath. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Joe DiMaggio. I go way back. And um, uh, Joe Namath is advertising these Medicare Advantage plans that uh, just give you absolutely everything. Your meals, your, uh, your trip to the doctor, covers absolutely everything, dental and vision, etc. But only in certain counties. And now Medicare Advantage is being given in Kentucky to retired state employees and retired teachers. And I am a retired teacher and I was sitting in on a meeting the other day when a lovely person, uh, Jane Gilbert, who is the administrator of uh, Medicare Advantage plans or healthcare for retired teachers. And she was saying, my phone is ringing off the hook from our retirees asking why they don't have all the deals that Joe Namath is promising. So I'm afraid that Medicare Advantage, and I'm, I think Kay probably can talk about a few other flaws in Medicare Advantage. It's not the deal you think it is. It sounds like a freebie and a whole basket of freebies when you first start or sign, get lured into signing up. But if you get really sick and really need a lot of care, oops, Kay, I'm gonna let you pitch in now. Okay. Well, the, the key about Medicare Advantage is that the money goes through an insurer and that insurance company that then pays for your care gets to uses 15% of the funds for administration and for profit. So if you're in a Medicare Advantage plan, you are not efficiently getting the money that has been set aside for you. Traditional Medicare costs only about 2% to administer, but Medicare Advantage takes 15% of the money for profit and for uh, other things like that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that is so discouraging about finding it is that we aren't on a level playing field because the Medicare Advantage plans, the private plans can offer you zero, zero payment in premium. That's, that means that it's, it's going to cost you less on a monthly basis just to be in the plan. It is more expensive to get a traditional Medicare and a Medigap policy and a drug policy. The problem is that if you get sick or when you get sick, because we all do, you are going to pay through the nose in the Medicare Advantage plan. And that is the problem. One of the problems is that you lose your choice of physician, hospital, rehab center in a Medicare Advantage plan. 
Instead, there's something called networks. Could you explain that? The networks, what does that mean? I, oh, I'm sorry, Kay. Were you asking me or Charlie? Either. <laughs> well, Charlie, explain what a network is. Well, I mean, a network is, is, is where you basically where you reside and the physicians that you utilize typically are in that network. However, if you for any reason are out of town or on vacation or wherever and you, you become ill, then that's considered out of network. And you then have to pay an exorbitant amount because that physician is not in your network. And oftentimes I also understand that they will assign you networks in the Medicare Advantage program. So uh, it, it, it's a little bit of a, a, a endless cycle. Well, and you can, when we hear about <coughs> surprise billing, doesn't that happen when suddenly you got some kind of treatment and you didn't realize that one of the doctors or the anesthesiologist or somebody was out of network and you get this tremendous bill that you didn't expect? Right. If you go out, if you're in a private plan, private Medicare Advantage, and you go out of network, you will have to pay um, for that care that was not in the network. And that can come at a very, very high price. The other problem, we have a lot of physicians in our organization. Uh, we're affiliated with Physicians for a National Health Program. And some of those who care for elderly people have said that when they have a patient uh, recovering from a procedure or a surgery and they need to go to a rehab center, that none of the good rehab centers are in the Medicare Advantage plans. So it becomes a problem with uh, getting quality care from a, a Medicare Advantage plan because you're limited in your choice of physicians, your choice of hospitals. For instance, the people in um, New York are now uh, upset when they get put into Medicare Advantage plans because the premier cancer center is not in the network for any of them. So. These are the problems. These uh, money-making schemes limit the ability of people to get to the doctor of their choice or the hospital of their choice or the rehab center of their choice. Uh, well, and um, you know, okay, the key problem is the profit. And I mean, the profit taking and the high administrative costs of those private insurers. We all know United Healthcare, Anthem, Humana here in town. I mean, those companies are making mega billions of dollars and, and we know it and their CEOs are paid and their top executives are paid so highly. That doesn't happen in traditional Medicare. Those poor government employees probably aren't paid enough. However, um, we're feeding these uh, profiteers. <clears throat> now, people say, well, that's capitalism, you know, and we're a capitalistic country. Well, the Canadians have a lot of capitalism 
and their companies and their industries and small businesses are all doing just fine, but all their people are covered. And that's what we need here in the United States. I'd like to, well, I'm using up too much time here, but I'd like to go back to the Medicare Advantage ads, these, these ads. There's a new one that just came out yesterday. And Jimmy Walker, I don't know who Jimmy Walker is, but he's probably some, do you know who he is? Anybody? He's, I don't know no, if he's no. a ball player or a comedian or a singer. No, he's, a, he's an actor. And if you go back to uh, a TV show called Good Times. Oh, okay. He played the character that always said, Dine All Might. Oh, okay. Well, I do remember that. But uh, anyway, Jimmy Walker now is being featured instead of Joe Namath to sell Medicare Advantage plans. And when I saw the video yesterday, which I'll admit Kay sent me, uh, when I saw that video, I actually wrote a, a complaint to our Kentucky Insurance Commissioner to say that people were being led down a garden path. And in what Kentucky counties were all these deals being offered didn't seem fair to me, but they were trying to attract people because soon we'll be signing up for Medicare again, or new people will be signing up, new people will be turning 65, and they're going to be lured into this uh, by these ads. And frankly, I think it's false advertising. And I invite our listeners to let our uh, Kentucky commissioner, insurance commissioner, know about it. You can just go online, kentucky.gov insurance commissioner complaints. They even have a complaint form and you can put it in. You can print one up or you can submit it online. But even our commissioner has published a document that says Medicare Advantage plans, colon, know before you enroll. And they explain what it is, what coverage to expect, and also, will you be able to see your regular doctor? All the questions. It might sound as if you are getting a deal at the beginning, but you need to protect yourself should you get very ill. So I think I've said my little rant. Yes. Harriet, excuse me, I have a on behalf of listeners. Can they see a copy of that document? Can you post that on um, Twitter or Facebook by any chance? Um, well, I can put it up on our Facebook. It's a page and, well, it's just one page. Yes, so I can put it up on our Facebook and probably... Kay maybe can put it up on our website, which is kyhealthcare.org. Kyhealthcare, all one word, dot org. But, um, well, now, Kay, I want to ask you this. Suppose I was in Medicare Advantage and I didn't like my network, didn't like my doctor's, or I found out that my drug wasn't being offered anymore on, you know, they have these lists of, they call it the formulary. Right. Um, and uh, 
and I wanted to get out of Medicare Advantage. How can I do that? What happens? I, I know you know about that. Well, I think once a year, there's a period of time when you can change plans. And you can indeed go back to traditional Medicare from a Medicare Advantage plan, but there's a catch and it's a terrible one. When you go back to traditional Medicare, you then have uh, for your doctor's payments, which is part B, uh, pays only 80%. So you want to get a Medigap, a, a supplementary plan, usually called Medigap, in order to help you pay for that additional payment. And you are no longer guaranteed that you can get a Medigap policy, uh, <coughs> excuse me, because of pre-existing conditions that um, they can deny selling you one or, or they can charge you more. Heavens, take a drink of water, Kay. Did you, did you say they can deny you a Medigap plan? Absolutely. When you first turn 65 and you go to sign up, they cannot discriminate against you. So you can get a Medigap plan uh, at the regular rate uh, with no discrimination for pre-existing conditions. But like if you had diabetes or, or you uh, had, yeah. Anything. <laughs> had any condition. Okay, sorry. Trouble, MS, epilepsy, yeah. whatever. But once you have been in a Medicare Advantage plan and you found that it's too expensive, and you want to go back to traditional Medicare, that is called guaranteed issue. That uh, ability to get a Medigap plan, it can cost you even much more than it costs regularly, or you can be denied one of those entirely. And uh, there are only four, four states in our country that have passed laws to do away with that practice. And those are all in the Northeast. I think they're Massachusetts and Maine and Connecticut and- um, Probably. I think it's New York is the fourth one. Is it? Okay. But uh, except in those four states, you can be denied a Medigap policy, which means that uh, people who are really sick or have high expenses uh, are really in desperate trouble. And that's caused by the fact that we have Medicare Advantage. We've allowed them to privately take over our public program and caused us so many difficulties for our people, even in terms of getting back to traditional Medicare. So that's a real concern. Um, we in Kentucky have been trying to do something about this. Um, we um, spoke with uh, Tom Birch, who uh, is a legislator uh, in the Kentucky General Assembly. And uh, twice he has introduced a bill that would put an end to that in Kentucky. 
Um, recently, uh, Dr. Eugene Shively, he's a retired surgeon from Campbellsville, was able to get the Kentucky Medical Association to come out against this practice of charging more, denying Medigap policies. So, okay, did they pass? Did they pass a resolution yes, in did. favor of, of getting, well, establishing, establishing a law against it? Yes, they, they called on the Kentucky legislature to pass a law that would put an end to this practice of discrimination in Medigap policies. So we're hoping that that will help us to uh, rally the good people of Kentucky to get the legislature to do something about it that would give us some protection. But it, it is a terrible problem. You know, one of the problems with uh, Medicare Advantage, the private plans, is that they require pre-authorization for many, many things. They can require pre-authorization to see a specialist or pre-authorization to get a certain treatment, pre-authorization to get a certain surgery, pre-authorization to get a CT scan or an MRI. Now, that's a problem because why should the insurance company decide what is the proper solution? What is the proper treatment? Shouldn't that be between the physician and the patient? Okay, I, I, on, again, on behalf of our listeners, I have a question. So I am, say I am just turning six, five and have to decide on what enroll in. And traditional Medicare, of course, is, is obvious and very clear cut and a simple understanding. But if I wanted to look into Medicare Advantage, would I sign a contract? Would that contract cover their rights are and what they are able to do if I get sick? Uh, talking about uh, pre-authorization and physicians and are my on the faith of the Medicare Advantage provider. See, I don't understand how that works so that you can decide whether you go into traditional Medicare or Medicare Advantage. Well, the problem is that um, these Medicare Advantage plans are very lucrative for the insurance companies. They make a lot of money. And they have a many sales persons out there working to get you to buy those plans. Uh, that's why all the ads are happening. You know, in the law, there's a regulation that says that an insurance company cannot knock on your door or call you up directly and to sell this unless you have given your consent. Well, if you hear one of these ads on the air and you call that number, that's the consent. They can hound you <laughs> until you decide to buy it. And uh, because they offer a few additional benefits, like 
eyeglasses and dental and hearing, and they may pay very little on that. You know, it may be just a come on and not really cover those things well, but they, and they have a low monthly premium or they can have a low monthly premium. Uh, that's a big problem for us because uh, many of our seniors, you know, we've had troubles with pensions going under or pensions being inadequate to cover retirement. So we just have millions and millions of people who are on very limited incomes. So a lower monthly rate is a huge come on and it's not fair. It should not be, uh, they should not be allowed <laughs> to charge you less for this on a monthly rate and lure you in. And then once you are in, charge you so many co-payments and have so many things that are limited to your care. So um, it really is a problem. And on the Jimmy Walker ads, they're advertising that they will actually refund money in your social security check. Uh, that sounds like a bribe to me, Kay. <laughs> Why isn't that considered bribery? And anyway, how do they do that? How do they give them money? Well, um, the plan B, which is the doctor part of our Medicare, uh, subtracts about $148 a month from someone's social security if you take plan B. So these companies have been able to manipulate the laws that set up Medicare Advantage so that they promise to return a portion of that to the person. And it really is a bribe. It's a come on to get you into the Medicare Advantage plan rather than in the traditional Medicare. And um, we need to put an end to it. I mean, we, we really need to end Medicare Advantage plans and go to a national Medicare for all a national single payer plan that would cover everyone without these big premiums and these big deductibles and these big copays that are causing people to go without care. Well, and you know that document that our insurance commissioner puts out, uh, the last piece of advice or answers question, <clears throat> what if I want to change my Medicare Advantage plan? And Kentucky commissioner says, you can only join a plan during certain times of the year. And I think that's coming up. Once you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, you are locked into that plan for the remainder of the year. And then I'm wondering if it doesn't extend beyond the year. It says, only under special circumstances are you allowed to cancel that plan and return to a Guaranteed issue Medicare supplement plan, a Medigap plan. So, I mean, even our own government knows that people shouldn't be locked in in that way. In fact, it kind of goes against the free enterprise spirit of the country that you get locked in with this vendor. And that's what they are. Don't forget, they're insurance companies and they are vendors. Well, we've probably exhausted that topic and we've, we're warning everybody, but we want people to take action. Notify your state legislator that you want this um, inability to enroll in a 
Medicare supplement plan without discrimination, you want that stopped, or you want it to be without discrimination. And then the other thing is to just don't sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan. And if you encounter shabby treatment or the inability to get treatment that you need, you need to let the Kentucky Insurance Commissioner know and write a letter to the editor while you're at it. That's great. And you know, you could contact us as well. Uh, you can find our website is at kyhealthcare.org. And once you get there, you can see our email and phone number. And we would love to hear from you. If you're having trouble with uh, health care and uh, a health insurance plan, we would like to hear from you. Uh, we think that the reality of what's happening to people is the crux of the matter. Um, one of the problems with the Medicare Advantage plans is that there are very high rates of denial within those plans. That's come out recently that um, uh, your, your doctor asks for permission to take a certain course of action and there's a denial and the plan says, no, if you do that, we're not going to pay for it. There are very high rates of denials. And that's really because once you're into a Medicare Advantage plan, if they give less care, they make more money. That is the problem. There's a contradiction between the care of the patient and the making of the money. And that's why we want to take the profits out and we want a plan that really is publicly financed and puts the patients first. So it really, really is important for people to, to learn everything that they can. And we would really love to hear from you um, if you're having trouble with a Medicare Advantage plan. I think we need a little shot in the arm right now, Charlie. Explain to us what Medicare for all would give us. Well, Medicare for all means everyone is covered. Are you there, Charlie? I think we've had a, an internet freeze. Okay. Maybe. Thing, hearing, it, it basically covers everything. And uh, there are, have been a number of attempts to explain to people what Medicare for All is all about. Uh, John Conyers introduced a bill a, a dozen years or so ago, H.R. 676, that outlined exactly how it would work. Unfortunately, it did not get traction in Congress. And so the elements of 676 still very much apply, even though the bill is, is now defunct. But it, it is, I'm sorry. Well, I was it just essentially gonna say, I think there is a replacement bill. It's not quite as good, but it's, and it has a funny number like 1976, is that right, I think? And that's the, we don't support uh, individual candidates, but it's called the Jayapal bill. And it's uh, the progressives are supporting it. Um, uh, go on, Charlie, I interrupted you, I'm sorry. Well, 
it, it, it's, it's just all encompassing is the important thing. And, and one of the interesting satellites to uh, Medicare for all is that everyone has a very simple enrollment card. The person that makes a million dollars a year has the same card as the person who is un unemployed and doesn't make anything. So there's, there's the issue here as well. So that when you, when, you know, the doctor, uh, you're not treated any differently and you're covered to the same extent as anyone else. And I think that is a critical, there, there should be no stigma attached to the fact that, of healthcare. It's right. everyone should have it, have access to it and get full coverage. It's that simple. And it's, it's not a socialized program. Uh, the government pays, but it's run by the citizens. We are basically footing the bill for it. And uh, it, it works. And as Harriet can tell you in the Canadian system, it is extremely successful. Well, and I mean, of course, we have listeners, I am sure, who have heard uh, propaganda about that they say, oh, the Canadians have to wait forever and they have to come across the border for treatment. And that is not the case. You wait if you, they have sort of uh, whatever you call a, a queue, they call it a queue that if you sign up for knee surgery, you might have to wait because somebody with a heart attack takes precedence. Urgent care, I have a brother, two brothers in Canada and their families have always received excellent care. And on my mother's side, there's a history of cancer and unbelievable treatment. Now they, they have the same problems that we do in remote areas, they need more primary care doctors or more doctors period. But apart from that, can you just imagine the relief of, I'm gonna cry, I think, Imagine the relief of never having to worry about a medical bill coming. And everybody pitches in in their taxes. In a way, we are our brother's keeper. But I mean, just think what it means to our people here in Kentucky, when not only have they been sick and they're anxious about that, but then one of these horrible bills arrives. That's a great explanation. And it really is the reason why we spend our time working on this. We are angry that our, our wonderful nation is the only wealthy country in the world that does not guarantee health care to all of its people. And that's what we're working to fix. Every single person ought to have the right to the best healthcare that is available. We have the potential for having the best healthcare system in the world, but we don't. You know, currently uh, it's tragic. We have been suffering under the pandemic. It has taken uh, over 600,000 lives. It would not have taken so many. We, we understand that 40% of those people would not have died had we had a healthcare plan that welcomed everyone in and that paid for all of the care and that was on top of a public health 
strategy to make that happen. And so we can't continue to go without a healthcare system that doesn't cover all of us or covers people in such a way that they're always worried about the bills or they can't afford the drugs. I'm so upset, a friend of mine uh, has cancer and uh, he is getting the drugs, the chemotherapy drugs and having to pay his part of the chemotherapy is $1,500 a month. That's oh my gosh. That's impossible for anyone. And you know, that's another one of the problems in the Medicare Advantage is that they charge 90% of the Medicare Advantage plans charge 20% co-pays on chemotherapy drugs every month. That and these drugs, you know, they're new and many of them are very good, but they can be thousands per month. So if you get into that kind of a plan and you get really sick, you're going to be in a terrible fix to be able to come up with the money. And no person should be put in a position of your money or your life. That should not happen in our country or anywhere in the world. So we got to work on it to make it happen. And maybe we'll take a little uh, break now just to tell our listeners that you are listening to WFPL Forward Radio 106.5 FM. And you can hear uh, the programs at on, on your radio uh, or uh, by going to forwardradio.org. And almost all programs, maybe all of them, are also available as podcasts on wherever you get your podcasts, Apple or SoundCloud or who knows. And uh, so uh, that's a little bit beyond me. But Kay, I hear that things are e- even in danger of getting worse with Medicare Advantage or that there are now, uh, our administration now has proposals, plans to, I'm gonna use the word suck, regular Medicare people into Medicare Advantage plans. Can you talk about, I mean, this is really in the weeds, but Kay has a way of making things easy to understand. Something called direct contracting entities, the voice of doom. Well, I'm going to try, Harriet. You know, one of the problems is that the complexity is what allows them to get away with such money-making schemes. But hard to believe as it is, there is a plan that uh, was initiated under the Trump administration and continues under the Biden administration. And it is an experiment in turning over all of the people who are in traditional or original Medicare uh, into plans that are similar to Medicare Advantage. They function in the same way and they are uh, run by uh, private equity and by 
insurance companies and in other forms, but they are a way of pulling people from traditional Medicare into schemes through which these companies can profit. If you would like to learn more about it, there was a recent webinar uh, sponsored by Physicians for National Health Program. And uh, that webinar is available on our website and you can go to kyhealthcare.org and take a look. You can listen to the whole thing. It featured a number of really excellent speakers. Katie Porter, who's a representative from California, you know, she's the one who gets her whiteboard and in the hearings in Congress goes after the big pharma CEOs. So Katie Porter is speaking on it. She's one of those who is calling for an end to the uh, direct contracting experiment. Um, another one who spoke was uh, Dr. Ed Weisbart and people probably know him. He's been here with us in Kentucky several times. He is um, an articulate spokesperson for Medicare for All and he's the president of the Missouri chapter of the physicians group. And he has a number of slides that help to explain how it works. And then uh, Trudy Lieberman spoke and she is a, a well-known journalist and also David Lipschitz who is with the, uh, I think it's the, the, committee, the committee to save Medicare or uh, some such name, but there is a new effort to expose what is going on because it's been traveling under the radar and it threatens to totally privatize our entire Medicare system and turn it over to these folks that are in this, not for the care, but for the money and the profits. And uh, they have schemes to do it. Once you get into one of those plans, you are under a system called capitation. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> well, under a capitation system, the, our, our Medicare trust fund pays the insurer a flat sum monthly to cover you. What that sets up is a scheme in which they're going to get the money if they have to pay doctors and hospitals less, they're going to make more. So it sets up a plan in which giving less care is profitable. And that's a terrible plan. I mean, we, we want to cut out unnecessary care, but when you set it up so somebody makes money by cutting up, out care, that sets it up to make profit by denying necessary care. And that's what capitation means. When there's a flat sum that is given to the insurer or the direct contracting entity, then they don't want to spend that money. They'll make more if they deny the care to the senior person who's seeking to get care. Is so that just would like... You, would, would you say that 
the direct contacting entities are very much like Medicare Advantage? How's, what's the interconnection with the two? Well, they function in the same way in that there's capitation, there's a flat rate that is paid for you know, the beneficiary. And they also uh, function in the same way because they are risk adjusted. Now that gets into the difficult language again, but the companies make more money if they can say our beneficiaries are sicker, they're morbidly obese, or they have congestive heart failure, or they have asthma, they have uh, COPD, they have diabetes, they have all of these diseases. And if they list all of those diseases as risks, then they can get paid much more. For example- Okay, is that when they, they kind of play with the numbers and upcode, meaning uh, instead of a dizzy spell, all of a sudden you've had a stroke. I mean, I'm exaggerating. Right. But right. they call that upcoding. And when apparently, I mean, the government has tried to stop some of that upcoding and it has accused some of those Medicare Advantage insurers of fraud. But they get away with it. They get a little slap on the hand and they get away with it. You're right, Harriet. You know, they defraud us over and over and over again. And they go back to still having contracts with those who have taken advantage of us. And uh, we need to end the Medicare Advantage plans and we need to end this direct contracting and in the turning over of our Medicare to these private for-profit companies. I'll just give you one example. It's from Ed Weisbart that um, the company could get paid $4,000 for a normally healthy person. But if they add all of these codes that says they're really sick and they have this and that, all of these things, they could get paid 32,000 a year for that person. So you see how lucrative it is and what is- And they might not, and they might not spend that 32,000 on care. That's right. I heard somebody talk about money left on the table. Well, it's not left on the table, it's scooped up. (laughs) Now, um, Kay, my understanding is these direct contracting entities might be some kind of investment in private equity firm from Wall Street, you know, how, um, or it could be an insurance company like Humana. It is, Humana is one of the direct contracting entities. And Why aren't they calling them insurers, I wonder? I don't know, and then there are many, see part of what's been happening is that physician practices are being bought up by private equity. And these physician practice owners are are, uh, signed up into these uh, direct contracting entities, creating a situation where doctors aren't free to practice their profession. 
in the way that they choose and patients aren't free to get the care that they need because we have all these middlemen who are seeing it as a money-making scheme and our healthcare should be rescued from these middlemen who are taking the money and running and not uh, providing the care that is needed. It's the only country in the world that we let the profit-making industries control our healthcare. And healthcare is so vital to all of us that we need to reclaim that system and to get a national single-payer plan that would indeed cover all of us in a humane way, free physicians to practice their profession with uh, making the decisions rather than Humana, Aetna, Cigna, and all of the others that are getting into the mix. Um, Kay, it looks to me as if we're coming uh, down to, uh, to the end. Yes, I'm seeing about three minutes left. And um, I just think we should invite all our listeners to join our group, Kentuckians for Single-Payer Healthcare. Let's, uh, it's a great group of people. Just, you've got some young people who are, you know, are, they marched with us in the Medicare for All March in July. And then we have some physicians. So elaborate a little on that. Well, we are affiliated with Physicians for a National Health Program, Kentucky. So we have a number of physicians in our organization, but we also have many who are uh, nurses or who are not connected with healthcare at all, who are citizens or just uh, people who are activists and want to put their time into finding a way to get our nation to a healthcare program that will be just and will be equal and will be fair and will attend to our needs. Um, we also have a Twitter uh, account. Is that right, Harriet? How do you find that? Yes, it's KY4 single payer, all one word, no punctuation, no hyphen. KY4, the number four. KY, the number four single payer all one word. And, uh, and we try to keep up. We've been talking about DCEs and we keep sending tweets to Secretary uh, Javier Becerra and uh, the new head of, of CMS with uh, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid, whose name is Chiquita, Chiquita. And so I think we, um, we're trying to let the public know but Kay, I think our time really is running down now. And so uh, when the pandemic is, well, we, we used to meet in person at the public library in downtown Louisville, the main branch. But lately we've been, we've been uh, meeting on Zoom. So if you would like to uh, join us and get our Zoom links and our emails, you can email Kay, who knows more about this than anybody. <laughs> and that's, Kay, give us your email. I know it, but I don't want to make a mistake. It's nurse, N-U-R-S-E, N-P-O, Nancy Paul Oscar, <laughs> nurse, N-P-O, 
at AOL.com. And uh, we invite you to get in touch with us. We meet the first and third Thursday of uh, every month at 5 p.m. And if you will let us know you want to get that Zoom link, we will include you in on the meetings and you can be a part of making this healthcare revolution and bringing an improved Medicare for all not-for-profit system to our nation. To learn more about Kentuckians for single-payer healthcare, you, please go to kyhealthcare.org, kyhealthcare.org. You can follow the group on Facebook. And to listen to single-payer radio, we're broadcasting here on Forward Radio WFMP 106.5 on Mondays at 2 p.m., Tuesdays at 7 a.m., and Wednesdays at 11 a.m. And to learn more how you can support this independent community radio station, you can go to forwardradio.org. It's forwardradio.org. We'd like to hear your ideas for a show, and we'd like to get a donation from you. You can give us your comments and send your money by going to forwardradio.org. For Single Payer Radio, I'm Mark McKinley. Thanks.